0: Welcome to the Ramon Foster Show, brought to you by the Get-Go Cafe and Market. Moan, what's going on? Not much, man. You know, just moving
1: along, trying to get through, you know, the rest of this thing and see if we can get a dub on Sunday. That's all.
0: It is all, though, isn't it? It is not it I mean, the the Sunday thing is kind of like a, you know, meaningless... (laughs) games for the Steelers just feel so like you just need to go take a shower or something after even wow. mentioning it, right? You
1: you know, one of the, the biggest uh, questions that I've had, man, asked to me over the last few days uh, throughout mm. this week is, will it be the first week they get, I mean, the first year they get a losing record? Like, I've had that asked to me here in Tennessee, and that that's at the top of everybody's list for the most part, man, which is kind of weird. Um, that that's the one thing you worry about, and not the quarterback or anything.
0: Yeah, I mean, but that's (laughs) what is there. Let's talk about the quarterback because that's in a okay. That's probably in the most significant flux that it's been in since training camp. Uh, With Kenny Pickett is still in the concussion protocol. He did some limited practicing yesterday, but if you're in the protocol, you're in the protocol. Uh, He would need to become a a main participant, you would think. And then Mason Rudolph and Mitch Trubisky split the first team reps yesterday. What do you think? Me neither. Uh, (laughs) uh, Yeah, I I think it's
1: appropriate. uh, And I'll say this. I think it's better we're speaking about them splitting first team reps instead of the hope that it's Kenny Pickett on the, you know, this is his debut. We've seen that. We understand that. And, and now I'm looking at two guys, man, who will potentially be career backups in this league. Unless you find yourself into a Colt McCoy type of situation, a Tyler, uh, Taylor Heineke, uh, Heineke, his type of situation. Uh, Jacoby Brissett It's not many guys that's going to fall into that category of being a backup and getting back to a starter role. for franchise teams, that's kind of hard to do these days. You either got to play now, or you waste away like Jordan Love does, and then they're probably going to pick again after Aaron Rodgers done.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of how that goes. I, I, I look at the quarterback situation in a much more, like, cold way. And that is this. Trubisky signed for another year. Rudolph isn't. Mason's oh. got a one-year deal. Uh, Mitch is here for another year. Now, that doesn't mean they couldn't cut him or whatever. But here's the thing, Moe. If you go into 2023 and – you're going to need a backup. You're going to need somebody who can come in and play and not pout and whatever else here uh, behind Kenny. Yeah. You've already got Mitch in the fold. You've apparently been impressed enough with Mitch and his off-the-field demeanor that he is still the offensive captain. He's still the guy who goes out for coin flips even when Kenny starts. Um, what's to overthink here? Why not just use him and just say, hey, Mason, you know, Thanks Toodaloo. for coming. Yeah, I mean, because what does the game means nothing or um, close I, to nothing? They're not mathematically eliminated. Yeah, no, and I, I'll say this: I think
1: for the sake of Kenny's uh, career, that's that's the one thing I've kind of always said, right? Like the guy who's your guy, you never you never put anybody on his front door that allows him to really knock and enter when he becomes the starter. I think the way. Um, the way uh, 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 Miss Trubisky's situation is, if you allow him to rally and get guys behind him because he's the one that's played the most this year, then he catches a little bit of momentum, and then you start looking around and saying to yourself, oh, we can win without Kenny Pickett being in? You know what I'm saying? And then yeah. there's that part of it where psychologically, you know I speak about that a lot when it comes to quarterbacks, you don't want to mess with their moxie and their confidence when it comes down to them being the guy. And I think Coach Tomlin and uh, the 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 Steelers organization has kind of said, here's the keys, and we don't want to tease you anymore with that. And I think the safer bet is to go to the guy you said, don't have any uh, years left on his contract and, and, and Mason Rudolph because, look, I ain't going to say you're doing him a favor because the NFL hardly does any player a favor when it comes down to their positioning. But in this case, hey, put him out there. Uh, Let's see what he's going to look like because we have zero ties to a guy like him moving forward after this year. Mitch can be in a position where he can just honestly settle down the same way he did with with Josh Allen in Buffalo, right? You didn't hear anything about Mitch being the guy that's going to be able to, you know, really take over this team. But I think, well, as fragile as a rookie is in in the NFL, you can't have a veteran like Mitch, whether you believe in him or not, take over that offense again. That's just me.
0: Neither of these guys is ever going to be a regular starter in the NFL again, are they?
1: Whenever you lose it the way they have, it's hard to get it back. Watching what our guy did in Seattle, man, this year, uh, gosh, Gino. Yeah. Wow. Good call. (laughs) Gino can make a name for himself, but what's his ceiling? What's Tyrod Taylor ceiling? I, I,
0: Gino's ceiling this year is just fine.
1: I, I mean, it's just fine, but they're bridges, right? Yeah. <laughs> if we're being yeah. real, they're, they're bridges in this league, and that's okay, too, because those dudes are getting double-digit millions a year to be really good bridges. Chase Daniels, okay, and with the Los Angeles Chargers, he's a bridge guy that's been around for a very long time that, one, knows how to communicate to a starter, knows the offense, can get you out of games in a pinch. I think that's okay if you you have a guy that's, that's on your roster being that. And I think moving forward, depending on how they want to shape this roster up next year, that to me says Mitch Trubisky. And you got to be okay with that because finding good quality guys that can get you through games, and Mitch almost did that this past weekend. Right. That's Except right. for those
0: three picks, but yeah. Except for the
1: three, yes, one hundred percent.
0: That's. I guess I, I just keep looking at this from the pragmatic standpoint, and where, and where Kenny is concerned, and going into next season, being able to say, "Hey, Mitch, we didn't pull the plug on you, yeah, at, at the end of the previous season for absolutely no reason, right. other than to win some meaningless games." Yeah, that that's the. You know, if, let's put it this way. If you go with Mason Sunday for whatever reason. Right. Then you really need to think about who's going to be your backup next year, too.
1: Well, this is my thing, though, too. And I, I don't think it's a real threat to throw Mason out there, even if Mason has an amazing game, okay? Uh, look at the comments when, you know, Mason was asked about, you know, where is he at this week in preparation and splitting times? He, he pretty much said, man, I'm just out here having fun. There is no stress. He don't. I ain't gonna say he don't care if he throw four or five interceptions, which he, nobody wants to. But he said out loud, "Man, I'm out here having fun." Meaning the stress aspect of what this job is asking me to do is out the window because I, I, I know my role now, and I think that's all right as a pro. Sometimes, like I said, the backup quarterback is not just a, a, a pencil pusher or a pad holder. They have a significant role with the team too. You know that. Let's ask Charlie Batch that.
0: Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. I mean, at least in that regard, I guess. And remember too, Kenny's not ruled out of anything. No, if no. he were to come back and and practice this week, Mike Tomlin has said he will start, and by practice I mean fully practice and be out of the protocol.
1: But mm-hmm. you know. And you know, we'll Coach Tomlin, he has his timeline on that. That's by Friday. He need to be a full oh, participant. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
0: you are expected to be out there and 100% participating on Friday, unless you are like, you know, Ben or somebody. He would make Old. exceptions, though. Old. <laughs> That's it. That's it. When we come back on the Ramon Foster Show, more football. back to the Ramon Foster show Ramon, is there anyone happier in this entire city that Matt Canada exists than Terrell Austin like nobody ever talks about the defensive coordinator
1: no one you know no because that I'll say this in a sense is because it seems as if there's more stability on that side of the ball and it's a a tad bit older and maturing you know the names a lot better on that side of the ball that's why.
0: So well, is that it, didn't is stop it Baltimore from running it right down their throats in the second one. half. You know, that's very true. I, and Atlanta the week before, and I don't know. Yeah. You've seen their stats. I mean, the stats I have. Are, are, are kind of mediocre. They're not. They're not terrible. They're not great either.
1: No, they're not. And you you got to kind of say to yourself. And we brought this up though the the ability to stop the run, and especially in that Baltimore game, was the killer in everything that happened around it everybody on social media have seen the post where uh it the JK dobbins he split the red sea when it came down to the play cam got hinged devin bush got hinged and there was nobody in sight other than him running all the way down the field that right there cannot happen that's not the standard in which we're used to so yeah as as much as we spoke about uh miss trubisky throwing the three picks you don't have that play right there you got something right you you have an opportunity to get back on the field or at least hold them to three maybe you know you you hold on to the football a little bit better if you don't feel like you're chasing points and this team has given up some points per game man yeah it ain't as bad as others but they're giving up 22 and a half points a game and, and when i know you- this one go ahead
0: no, 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 go ahead, finish.
1: No, And I was going to say, I know the offense isn't pulling their own, but there have been some some opportunities and situations where you expect the defense to kind of close out a little bit better than they actually have.
0: Yeah, I, I guess the thing that, that really sticks with me from that game Sunday was the 44-yard the run that Dobbins had because it was a good-looking, drawn-up play. And it's one that they'd run a few times. Yeah. Okay, with the, they got there's a little bit of motion going involved, and then they cut across, but then they hit the same hole every time. Yep. And to have that situation and to have it be Devin Bush yet again, who gets kind of lost in there, that's what he does. He finds people to block him. Yep. Okay. Yep. <laughs> you, <silly laughs> right, you, know, you, you over there, you want to block me? Come on. Come on right, right, block yeah. me. Okay, thanks. Thanks. Yeah. I'll be, oh, no, look, that guy went past me. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, that's tough to watch. You know, and at the same time, there's no one who watches it and says, man, that Terrell Austin, he's a bad coordinator. And you know why? Because before the season, we were all convinced right or wrong that he wasn't even going to be the guy that it was. Oh, they got Brian Flores now. They're not going to waste Flores and he's He's actually going to be the de facto secret behind the curtain coordinator. And then, of course, there's Mike Tomlin, who's been pulling the real strings on the defense for years. I, it's it's great. Oh, and the offensive coordinator is a complete catastrophe. So yeah. like, there's Terrell Austin. Just like he just shows up on Thursdays, answers a couple of questions, and he's done. And then he's out. Yeah, yeah. He he's not under. Especially when you look at
1: the uh, the yards given up by this defense. Twenty four as far as that goes. Uh, rushing yards on the, on the year two is, is that puts him at fifteenth rank too. Uh, that's not Pittsburgh like. And when you have a team that that's expecting a lot, and this is. That's what I mean when I say expecting a lot. You, you know that your offense have deficiencies. Where is the level of get back the ball that this team has been needing other than like the five interceptions or five turnovers in that Bengals game? Like, why was there a drop-off, DK, when it came down to this defense? I know TJ is out. But there is a level of expectation of scheming up or being able to put guys in the right position or not get schemed up against teams like Baltimore that pretty much hit the same spot of their offensive line. That can be an issue, man. Um, and and just having you know we watched what was it earlier this season? Who were the Steelers playing when Terrell just kept just getting exposed when it came down to the passing game? Was was it um, was it Jets that it was or the Bills? I'm just like, yeah, it, was, it had to be the yeah, Bills. They gave up 38 he, games he, where he just got yeah, – he, he got carved up. Like, why is he in a position – Well, everybody got, scheme, got carved up doing?
0: against the Bills. Minka got carved up against the Bills. So <laughs> well, that that hit everyone. Uh,
1: so is is that him in a scheme or is that bad luck? Because it can't be both, right? You got to uh, supplement yeah. one.
0: Yeah. It just, it just feels like the subject has just completely vanished, you know? Yeah. And, and because of – all of the understandable attention on the offense. I just do, don't know what it is that Terrell, Terrell Austin's brought. Do you do you run it back with a guy like him with
1: Flores on staff too, or do you put Flores in a role, a what's bigger Flores, role? What's Flores done? I'm just saying in general. What, there, see, there was a lot of conversation
0: to push back. He was going to fix Devin Bush.
1: <laughs> so was no, so a little I'm bit serious, of okay? it's the
0: Jimmy's and Joes then, is what you're you're kind of saying. I, I am kind of saying that. You know, Brian Flores, you know, one of the things that was interesting about Flores was that his guy was Mark Robinson. And Mark Robinson was that guy from the preseason that was just making all the plays up there at inside linebacker. Yeah. uh, Were great, like just a heat-seeking missile. Yes, I remember. And they just stopped using him. More often than not, actually almost every game but one, I believe, didn't even give him a helmet. And, and I don't understand how you can have that specific trait. Yeah. And then you look at this defense and see how there's guys out there who don't even want to tackle and not utilize him. So,
1: Mark Robinson, interesting conversation I told you I had with him and just learning about him when I came up. Mm-hmm. He, I, I wonder with him, and I, I, don't, I hate if this is true because, like you say, you need guys to actually be able to be out there and, and get you you know, production, heck of an athlete, has the mindset for it, has the build for it, and wants to also, right? Right. I kind of say to myself, he is a guy, if you look at his track record, went from one school to another and, and to another school, but he also switched positions to where he was a running back. Is there a level of practice squad preparedness that has him in a position to be ready for next year?
0: Are, I mean, I hope so. Again, if that's is why we're talking about these defensive coaches, what's Flores here for? Yeah. He he loved this kid. Turn him into a guy who could go out there and just, the bar's not high, just yeah. outplay Devin Bush. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, but again, you didn't pick up Dev's fifth-year option, you wipe your hands clean.
0: Yeah, there's that. There's that. I, I
1: don't want to say he was gifted a red shirt, because that to me just says, like, We really, you know, like sandbagging guys for next year. Uh, But I've also seen, and Al wasn't ready, but I've seen Alejandro be one of those guys that stuck around. Chris Hubbard, one of those guys. Matt Filer was one of those guys, though. So there is a method to the madness. And let's say this too. It's been productive enough at the middle linebacker position, although very deficient.
0: I didn't get that it's just <laughs> no, been good enough how, the, how do those concepts coincide it's
1: just because it's been some games where we say man they play good
0: oh yeah that's fair but i
1: think as as a whole it's just been bad or not what yeah, we're ex- it's... what we're used to it both can be
0: true yeah and the the other thing that's disappeared by the way from the from the inside linebacker position almost entirely is splash is the attitude there's no forced fumbles there's no interceptions there's no pd's there's nothing there's nothing from these guys other than and i'm even including miles jack understanding and respecting that he's got the knee injury that he's playing through okay mm-hmm. but man somebody make make a significant play why yeah. does everything have to be on TJ and Minka and Cam to make all the significant plays? Yeah,
1: if my my, my thing about that injury thing, if you're not ready, then say something. Don't go out there like that. There. Yeah, I love I hear the guys you. that do, but if we're talking about his play and he's out there, even if I was bad, DK, like you would call me out on that one. That's that's just where I'm at.
0: When we come back, a rather unusual. Game of- Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show. It's time for the only segment that matters, which today is a little bit unusual. It's going to be me asking Ramon a question. And after that, we're going to commit some time as we do every month uh, to our partners at the Get-Go Cafe and Market. Moan. wait, wait, I got to do it right. I got to stay within the rules, right? Okay. Hey, Moan! What's it like right now for you? papa moan for all the legit little fosters running around the household there to to gear up you know for christmas the shopping the ho 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 stuff
1: is uh that's a great question man i get up mm-hmm. for this time of the year starting at I like know you do <laughs> like halloween to thanksgiving to christmas to new year's i enjoy this plus my birthday's january also so i really get up for this oh, time you're of, the one year, of those. Man.
0: you poor soul
1: i am i get burned on the back end okay <laughs> But it, it's fun for me, man, and especially to being fortunate to be in a position of uh, being able to give, you know, like whether it be nieces, my wife, my boys, brothers or whoever. It's cool, man, to to watch the smiles. My wife is still asking me, Mo, what do you want for Christmas? What do you want? And I'm just <laughs> like, I keep telling her, I just want to see y'all smiles. And she's like, I got to get you something. But for for my boys, man, it's it's really cool. One, figuring out having a teenager. His clothes, just shoes, and heck, he's got a phone, so ain't much more he can ask for. But my youngest really gets into it to where he got his list made up, and, you know, he kind of figured out what Santa was.
0: Okay, so <laughs> he,
1: he knows Santa. You, you and got Ma-
0: that Santa physique going on, too, so yeah. you, you kind of gave it away a little exactly. bit.
1: Exactly, and, and, and mom <laughs> is, is, is mama Santa, so his list got extremely long, so that really gets me going, though, man. Uh, to see this smile. He felt and bad D-
0: for the mythical character, but not for you. There's no sympathy for you. He's like, here, here. The, oh, it was you all along? Okay, here's the rest of my list.
1: Yeah, as basically, he'll even text us stuff. And I'm like, we should have never told him, man. But that's that's what gets me, though, DK, is like genuinely family, uh, watching the smiles and surprises. And I always get a surprise gift for him. So uh, that's pretty she-
0: cool. I was always torn on that whole Santa concept because we did it too, okay, did with my you? kids. But like every once in a while, like I'd get him something. My my son in particular, you know the whole mm. you, you know what the boys want, right? Yeah, that was so spectacular. And I was like, yeah. I would say to, to to my wife as she's wrapping the presents, I'd go, "Okay, no, this one's not from Santa." <laughs> all right. We did that. <laughs> I want credit for this one. Okay. I want years from now, when this child is thinking back to that glorious train set that he got, him yeah. to think, yeah, but this, that was that year that my dad got the better present than anything Santa got yeah. me. Right?
1: That's yeah. me. Yep. 100%. We're not going to steal his thunder, but they're going to know we got the best gift,
0: right? That's for it. christmas That is that is it uh coming up next as promised uh (laughs) our our partners at the get-go cafe and market send in chef tom the real chef tom right here to hq uh to share with us the latest and greatest of the products that they have moan and i will be back with a regular old ramon foster show and hey moan segment tomorrow let's do it again moan i'll be here i'll be ready merry christmas (laughs)